I think I should start us off here uh, with Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, that man. Is, that's, actually, that's actually a really good one. That is a very good one. Like, right off the bat. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's one that I thought of immediately, but I'm going to just kind of save a little bit. Uh, let's do it. Uh, Count Ducula. Okay. Um, Mummy's Alive. <laughs> a little they boy named Presley found a secret <laughs> out this year that he was once a pharaoh when Egyptians ruled the world. Uh, they are the mummies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll out with Pelswick. I'm not familiar with Pelswick. Wow. Uh, Big Wolf on campus. Mmm. Uh. Oh, shit. Uh. The, the Saban Grimm's Fairy Tales. Mmm. Whatever they were called. I'm, I'm calling bullshit. You made that up. No, this is a real thing. Uh, the Gary Coleman show. Um. Uh. Per- personal here, as told by Ginger. Yeah, you know, I don't think I remember individual episodes from As Told by Ginger as much as I remember very specific scenarios that popped up in it every so often. TGIF's Teen Angel. <laughs> okay. That's, that's one we're going to have to talk about a little later. <laughs> All right. I, I, I don't know when we're going to get to the end of this, but the one, I just, the one I've, been, I've been holding on to is literally the one that when I remembered it, it prompted this, this question. Um, but again... Gotta hold back. Um, let's see. Mouse on motorcycle. That's one that got I got reminded mouse, of just recently. Oh, the mouse and the, the mouse, the mouse and, and the motorcycle. The mouse and the motorcycle. Yeah, I don't remember it yeah. that well, but I remember uh, that it existed. By, by that same token, biker mice from Mars. <laughs> That's where I was going to go. <laughs> That's where my mind goes. You say mics, m- mics. You, you say, say mice. Mice. You say mice, and you say bikes. And I think Mars. Gracie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Kappa Mike. Kappa Mikey right there. Kappa. Oh, my God. I hadn't thought about that either. Um, bump in my the night. Part- <laughs> my gym partner is a monkey. <laughs> uh, the okay, bun- but, like, Alan, stay on topic. We don't shut need up. to hear about your gym, Parker. gym partner. Oh, my God, I keep doing it. Jim Parker. <laughs> We don't need to hear about Jim Parker. <laughs> no one. Jim Parker. Who cares about Jim Parker? If your name is Jim Parker, go fuck yourself. Oh yeah. no! Hot Dude, takes on Jim Parker's. Jim Parker. Um, uh, bump in the did night. I, did I already talk Dude, about hot bump in the night? <laughs> did I already talk about hot takes, hot cakes on this show? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, Mike Lewinog. Oh shit. Uh, go go ahead. Uh, no no no, go ahead. No, you go you go ahead. Oh, uh, I was I was gonna say uh, the Super Globe Trotters, which I legitimately thought I I had, yeah. Uh, uh, Pappy. Speaking. Oh, speaking of that subject where you've talked about that before, I've talked about this before, and and I am just kind of baffled, but it's really specific. The episode of Hey Arnold. Where Helga wets the bed. What? Okay. Is that a thing? The episode... Is that real? Do we go... Is that real, guys? Do we cheat and go to Google to figure it out? Absolutely I've gone, I've, I've gone to Google, and it's like, no. Oh. Uh, the episode... The uh, Here's my, my cheat, then. The episode of Dragon Ball Z, where... 
for no reason, Piccolo and Goku learn how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In its entirety, uh, Pappy Land. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, Happy Land, and now I know, and now I remember, and now I know. Hey, Sonny. Um, big bad, my, be- big bad Beetleboards. There, uh, that's, that's, that's that's pretty strong. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I just um, I just love the opening theme to the three typical average kids inside a haunted mansion just by chance meet a ghost to make the Beetleboards. That's how that show. That's how the theme to that show opens. We've talked about big bad Beetleboards on this show before too. Come to think of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the 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 whole premise of the thing is so absurd and it's amazing. A and there's a ghost, that... a ghost that looks like Jay Leno for some reason. <laughs> he looks like Jay Leno meets Jim Carrey. So with with a little with a little Wayne Newton thrown in. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit of of, of uh, Liberace. Uh, can you uh, somehow put uh, Flabber from uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs in this episode's artwork? Uh, I'll find a way if I can find good art of Flabber. <laughs> Or even just maybe that'll just be the artwork for this episode. It'll just be flabber. All right. All right. So I ha- I have one last one. Okay. And, Get the last ones out of the way because I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out my big guns. I I really hope that I'm I'm wrong and that this is just a mass delusion. Um, Teen Titans Go. Uh, I have some terrible news for you. <laughs> I figured you would have terrible news for me, but <laughs> a boy can dream. Boy can dream. Any 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 others, Alan? Uh, yeah, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Okay, I don't know that one. That that's it's a real one. Okay, all right. Um, Angela Anaconda. Wow, yeah, I, re- I remember Angela Anaconda. Yeah, it was the Explain. Uh, the, the Kablam spinoff. It it, it, it became Ooh. its own thing for a while too. Like it became a, a proper show for a bit on like. Fox Family, I think, and huh. the reason it made me think about it being possibly Candle Cove is because you look at it and it's just freaky. It's like pictures of real people, like they're real heads with an animated art mouth style. Onto. Huh? You know what? You know what I can compare it to art style wise? What's that? Fran Bo. <laughs> yeah, Fran Bo. Oh my god, is Fran? Are Fran Bo and Angelina Conda actually in the same universe? Probably. Okay, so I just googled it. Holy shit, this show! Right? I forgot about this show. I remember. I remember when she, you know, her mom couldn't do laundry, and so she didn't have panties, so she had to wear boys' underwear to school, and she wore a skirt. And for some people reason, people were looking at her boys' underwear. Yeah, it's, is this show not like kind of terrifying and bizarre and just like? Is basically Candle. I, I'm not misremembering it. It's basically Candle Cove. Yeah, uh, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, these are all shows that that we kind of remember that could conceivably be Candle Cove. <laughs> Welcome to Undercove Analysis. Um, We've emerged from I the just wanna, of the sea. You have to go inside. I, I do want to briefly talk about Teen Angel uh, for a little bit. Okay. Because my sisters used to watch TGIF all the time, and I watched it with them, like. I remembered Sabrina the Teenage Witch and stuff like that, and Boy Meets World. I, I remember all that stuff, 
But there was a show that I think only ran for one season called Teen Angel that I remembered out of nowhere today. Uh-huh. And the premise of that show that was on TGIF for young adults was that there was a guy, uh, a teenage kid, who uh, ate a six-month-old hamburger and died uh, because his friend dared him to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he comes back as an angel and now has to be the guardian angel of the guy who dared him to eat the hamburger that killed him. What? Okay, so I uh, did a Google image. I did a Google uh, Bing image search for Teen Angel, and um, how strong is the Rule Thirty Four? Uh, it's not a thing. It's just all um, just porn, guys. You can't. You cannot type Teen into the internet now and not get porn. <laughs> no, just Teen Angel TGIF. <laughs> That's what I searched for. Any luck? Yeah. No, I found it. Oh wow! Oh, this is this is a lot less entertaining. The images I'm seeing now. Okay, so it was a thing. People do remember it. We don't have to go to the net nostalgia. I plans. just, I just loved that it was the premise of this show started with dead teenagers. Oh <laughs> fuck, you guys! I just thought of another one. I just thought of another show. One hundred good uh, deeds for Eddie McDowd. Oh shit! No, I've I've actually mentioned that in a dead series before. <laughs> Oh boy, that was funny. Yeah, uh, I had a teacher whose name was Mrs. McDowd, and that was right as that show came out, and she was not happy about that show coming out. I, I oh my god, that. I bet she probably the amount of schoolyard nonsense she probably had to deal with. But it's funny looking up Teen Angel TGIF though, because like half of it <laughs> is images from this uh, show, and the other half so... is women taking it in the ass. <laughs> So one day, I said teen angel angel oh my not God. So one day I was very um let's say impaired um with some friends. Okay. Uh we all got impaired together. Um and we were flipping through the TV and we came across something called Dog with a Blog. <laughs> <laughs> and realized that's what we were watching. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't not then watch Disney's Dog with a Blog. This was a real a, thing, Dog with a Blog. A TV show that existed on the Disney Channel called Dog with a Blog. When did it exist on the Disney Channel? Uh, let's let's see. Is this uh, pre or post iCarly? It ran 2012 to 2015. Whoa, what? Jesus. That long? You wouldn't think it would outlive its premise like <laughs> like a dog in dog years. Uh, speaking of someone who has outlived their premise, uh, Graham Graham, do you want to tell us what we're going to be reading today? No, Graham Graham, don't Ryan Dunn that Lamborghini into the turnpike. Oh, no. I can't look Man, there goes Jackass Four. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, this is uh, it's your usual gang of of David, Dead Pal, and Alan, and now Sans Graham Graham. Because I, oh no, <laughs> she's okay. She's okay, as usual. She's a sturdy broad. <laughs> you come from uh, from fine stock there in terms of like survivability there. 
Which which side of which side of your family is Graham Graham from? It, that information is lost to the sands of time. <laughs> the comic sands of time. I think yeah, she's so. the patriarch of the Patricks. <laughs> so, <laughs> the vaginal patriarch. Oh, hold on. I, I just my brain just had the idea of like making like a shitty remake of <laughs> the first. Sorry. <laughs> my, my, my my brain just went Prince of Persia, the comic Sands of Time. <laughs> I have to write my way out of this situation. No, you fool! <laughs> it doesn't reverse time. It just makes everybody really angry. <laughs> Guys. We will never stop reading Baraska. We are never no. Uh, we're only half. There is no place like Baraska. <laughs> Good old Baraska, you. So, what do you think? Kyle asked when we got in the car. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, why would the Prescotts give a shit if the town suffers after they refuse to help him find their family, and we're actively working against them? I'm yeah. realizing. I think I might be at the wrong spot. Shit. Oh my god, why has this got to be so difficult to find the right spot? Oh, no. bro. What are you saying? Okay. Found it. Good. Maybe they forgave and forgot, Kyle shrugged. Does Jimmy Prescott seem like a guy to forgive and forget to you? Uh, no. Those fucking avocado eaters. Instead, it's. (laughs) And his dad is even worse. Uh, last time on Undercooked Analysis. Even flow, around butterflies. <laughs> exactly. Maybe we should. Guys, should, uh... guys, I had a welt on my chest the next day. <laughs> You're committed to, you were committed. You're a method actor. Uh... Is that is that me then or? Yeah, it's your turn here. Oh, turn here. Sorry, Kimber's still babysitting and she's over on Amherst. When we pulled up, Kimber was out in the front yard with two young boys who were playing in the driveway. She was holding a sleeping baby and waving to us. We parked in the driveway and she introduced us to the two older kids. They gave us shy hellos and then ran off to continue their game. Are they having dirt clawed wars? It better be. <laughs> did we? Did we? We've never done that, right? Oh, uh, pen pals? No. Yeah. Yeah. Should we? Next time, will undercooked analysis <laughs> next... ever fucking do pen pals? I think other people have done pen pals, and uh, you you want to hear what I think about pen pals? Uh, you can listen to me and Chelsea and Sade and Kayla talk about it on uh, Darkly Lit. Oh, that's I was like, we've done we've definitely done pen pals. Why is it that we, I'm act- we haven't done pen pals, but but I have done pen pals. And I know, I know, let's be real. I was there. (laughs) You were there in spirit. (laughs) I was there in voice and presence. I I, I thought that was just a figment of my imagination. I thought it was just a fig Newton of my imagination. I thought I I was just hearing things and just imagining your presence there. (laughs) Once they left, we explained everything that had happened to Kimber while she, while she, uh, tense, wrong tense. 
Once they'd left, we explained everything that had happened to Kimber while she listened and rocked the baby in her arms. Sam is right. That doesn't make sense. But why are we even concerned about something that happened decades ago? Whitney. Slavery apartheid. Who cares? (laughs) Whitney. Kyle said so I didn't have to. A flash of surprise crossed Kimber's face, and she walked over and put the baby down in his playpen. Then she walked back and pulled me into one of her famous, super comforting, not-at-all-awkward hugs. (laughs) When she released me, she began to pace around the driveway. Okay, so we think Whitney somehow got involved in all of this, and you're right. If you want to figure this out, we need to start at the beginning. Phil is right. Every mystery in this town is one piece of a larger puzzle. It's all related. She stopped and looked over at us. We need to go to the source if we want answers. Okay, we we jumped real quick from like, okay, now we have to be the super sleuther problem solvers. Yeah. Let's there, split up, gang. Zoinks. Is are, guys, are the are the adventures of Mary Kate and Ashley a candle cove? <laughs> Don Knotts. <laughs> Harry the hypnotist. Joe Barbera. <laughs> Phyllis Diller. Louis, Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea, Kyle agreed. I know he likes to hang out in the hideaway and get drunk with ex-Sheriff Cleary. Uh, Kyle. No, Kyle. Not Jimmy. His dad. Tom? He's so crazy they put him in a home. He's the horse's mouth, though, isn't he? <laughs> he he's, the, he's the front end of Again. the pantomime horse. Yes. <laughs> Star of horsing around. Horsing around. Jimmy, Jimmy isn't likely to know half as much as his dad. But well, yes, Jimmy was the butt of the pantomime horse. They were a fa- father-son act back in the day. As Kyle and Kimber argued, I watched the kids chase each other around the tree in the front yard. They seem to be they seem to be something carved in the bark uh, words, not unlike the triple tree at Ambercott Fort. I was too far away to read what it said. He got you. He got you. I heard the youngest one call to his brother. The skin man got you. Now you have to die. No, because I have like skinned men armor that makes me impervious to skinned men. Uh, I carved the skin man symbol into this tree, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a stop sign for skinned men. No, uh Peter, I was touching the tree. No, you weren't. You're a liar. One of them got you, and now you have to meet the shiny gentleman. No, I don't. I'll show you my shiny gentleman. Kimber, Josh is cheating. I shuddered and turned away from them. Where's the nut house? I interrupted them. Is it close? The nut house is what I call a strip club. It's not a nut house. It's, the uh, it's more nut like shack. a. It's, <laughs> it's not a nut house. It's more like a hospice, Kimber chided. The rumor I've heard is that he's at Golden Elm, and that's in Cape Girardeau. <laughs> Gira- it's in Cape Girard de Pardieu. <laughs> that's about 40 that's minutes Cape- away, <laughs> Kyle said and pulled out his phone. I'll check the visiting hours for Tuesday. Sam, don't you work tomorrow? Capes, I'm sorry, I have to get this joke out of me before it I, kills me. I could tell. Cape, Girard, Cape Girardo, also known as Cape Rico Suave. <laughs> <laughs> Rico. Um, 
I work every day, but I'll get out of it, I promise. Because, yeah, uh, Mira just keeps letting you go early for no reason. Well, so someone keeps taking Mira in the back and taking her higher. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's plan to leave after school. The Take following... It's really off the wall. I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Everybody, sorry. The following day dragged on like any last Tuesday of the school year. Most people talked about what they did with their ditch day and complained about a cop showing up at their house to issue a ticket while sliding less than pleased looks at me. When the final bell rang at 3.30, I grabbed my bag and booked it out to my car. Kyle and Kimber were already waiting for me. The drive took longer than we expected when I got lost in Cape Rico Suave. Uh, (laughs) The town was bigger than Drisking, and the streets weren't laid out with any sort of planning or logic. By the time we arrived at Golan Elm, we only had 20 minutes left for visiting hours. We're here to see Mr. Thomas Prescott, Kimber told the nurse at the front desk. We let her do the talking since she had a disarming, old-fashioned charm about her that put people... In a friendly mood. Old Tom. Aye, aye. Real old Tom. Aye, aye. Dead Tom. Aye, aye. Wow, he hasn't had a visitor since Christmas when his son came up. Sign the check-in sheet and take a visitor sticker. Your family, then? Do you know where his room is? The nurse arced a chin. A thin, suspicious eyebrow. I almost said arced a chin. And I just pictured her, like, really just looking down her noses at them super far. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> uh... Someone else reading, or what? What's happening? Uh, it's, it's it's you, Alan. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. We don't. Kimber apologized. My mother has been asking me to check in on my great uncle while she's away doing Doctors Without Borders. Mm. <laughs> while she's away doing Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> hey guys, is, uh, I'm donating hundred dollars to uh, this fine cause because. My family member died of cancer. Let's save the animals in Kit Kitzer's ass. <laughs> hey, you you wanna get you wanna get real doctors without borders? Just subscribe to Doctor Box. Doctor Box, they they pack up a doctor, ship him right to your door. He takes house calls, literally, because he only comes to your house. He just it, it's delivered right to your door, bunch of fucking cotton balls and tongue depressors. It's all the shit you fucking need. Use that little rubber hammer they use to like hit you in the knee. And all this is not covered under your health insurance. <laughs> you like, you like painkillers? We'll send you a bunch of those. Hey, a big basket of tongue depressors. Just eat them all. I, you can eat tongue depressors. No one says you can't eat tongue depressors. Songs, you have time to think. Oh, are we done with the you're bit? Well, are we still doing the bit? Okay, I guess we're still doing the bit. So, you ever like They have program borders. They go around. They don't take any orders. They're band-aids. Did we even finish that paragraph? No, we ended up doctors without borders. I should have gotten more information from her, but, you know, she only has so many minutes to call home. I thought I was going to say she only had so many minutes to live. <laughs> uh, oh, of course, Claire. Uh, dear. Uh, Claire! Gets... 
<laughs> she only had a few minutes to live. Clear! Let me get someone to escort you. An orderly led us to Tom Prescott's room, which we found empty. He pointed down the hall and said he likes to read in the sunroom. We walked down the hall and found an old, thin man with sitting alone and whispering to himself. He was sitting at a table in front of a backgammon board, moving chess pieces around it. <laughs> that's a that's an amazing mental image. I like that detail. <laughs> I also like man sit with sitting alone. <laughs> Thin man with sitting alone. Dash Tom Prescott. Sorry, go ahead. Tom Prescott? Question mark. Kimber said, um, smiling. He didn't look up, and I wondered if he heard her at all. Kimber took a deep breath to try again, but the old man suddenly slammed his fist on the table. I'm him, goddammit! I'm Mr. Thomas Prescott! Don't tell me, call me Tom. People's kids used to have more respect. I'm sorry, sir, Kimber said gently as she sat down in the chair opposite him. What are your views on the Jews? Well, let me tell you about them. <laughs> you kids have no respect! Do you know even? Do you even know who I am? It's my son that's done it. That boy's mama should have whipped him, but she was soft, and now he's running around my town, spreading his vulgarity and disrespect. Our apologies, Mister Prescott. We never meant to be disrespectful. We greatly admire you. You're the man who built our town into what it is today. Everyone remembers that. Drisking was suffering, and the town was dying, and then you fixed it. We know that. Uh, my son going out there spreading his new coke. <laughs> Back in my day, we had regular classic coke, and that was enough. Um, yeah, I was willing to compromise with him for Pepsi Crystal, but then he had to go with this new coke. <laughs> Are you well, my wife? <laughs> what I did, uh, I did what I had to do, the old, uh, the old man grumbled. It was my town. Still is. Who are you? Who am I? Am I a little girl? Nap. Matt Pat. Matt Pat as an old as an old man. <laughs> if you were like old men box, use the promo code. Are all those? Are I all forgot those, the promo code. Are all those dots and Pac-Man drugs? <laughs> ah, old man game theory. <laughs> Guys, that that hurt my voice a little bit. I'm having trouble talking. That's Who are funny. you, little girl, uh, to come here and suggest otherwise? Ah, uh, no, no, that's not what I said. Kimber changed tactics. And as for who we are, we're Mira McCaskey's kids. Do you remember the McCaskies? Huh? Are you asking us? What? Do you remember? Huh? Fell in love, we were young and innocent. So you're Ada's granddaughter. That explains why you're not there. We exchanged puzzled looks. We're right here, Mr. Prescott, Kimber said. You know what I meant, young lady. They all know. They know I rescued the town. That's my town. Of course they were going to let uh, of course, they were going to let me do anything I wanted as long as the money kept coming in. That's why it's my town. Is the money still coming in? Kimber tested. <clears throat> well, you're here, aren't you? 
They didn't like it, but they took the money, greedy Jews. They didn't know. Not everything. They didn't. That was entirely in character. But they suspected some, and they must have been okay with it because they kept electing Cleary, and they kept taking the money. Does Prescott have any opinions on Scheidemann? <laughs> Mr. Prescott, what are your opinions on the Asian community in Driske? What? Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I was going. I was going to go down to the direction of uh, associating him with Harvey Weinstein, but then like. We already decided that he's anti-Semitic, <laughs> so it would just get really confused. <laughs> Self-hating Jew. Uh-huh. <laughs> Prescott picked up a pawn and ran his fingers over it as he talked. It's just a powder, you know. So unassuming. A fine, soft powder. A powder doesn't know what it is. It doesn't know it's bad. It's the people who say it's bad, but it needed to be done. You know that, Ada. You know we had to do it. Kimber looked at, looked him, hooked him in. I know. I know we had to do it, but it's your son. I don't think he's doing it right. Well, of course he isn't. The elderly Prescott slammed his fist on the table again, and two rooks tumbled to the floor. They were mine! He took them from me! He thought he could do it better, but he took mine and he ruined my legacy. Decades of work, and now it's all run by the powder. It's the dust of a crumbled empire. What about the skinned men? I asked, caught up in the moment. Uh, what the fuck is happening? Uh, Like, I I don't think we're supposed to know exactly what's happening, but, like... What's happening? Well, yeah, let's take a moment here. Okay, let, let's let's Sit check right in there. first for, and tell you how I became. Let's first of all let's inquire. Look, this is this. We might be be kind of being insensitive to old people, so maybe we should ask Graham Graham her opinion. Graham Graham, are you okay with no? Graham Graham, you're not supposed to be working on the railroad all the live long day. Like, there's literally a train coming, and you're trying to hammer a railroad spike in right now. Oh my god. Well, uh, Grandma. It... She's nothing if not progressive. She needs to keep building that railroad to the future. The rest of the railroad to tomorrow is paved today by your elders from the past. All of time is unified. Um, but let's take a moment to actually analyze the story a little bit. Um, what is happening here? There's some powder. There's something that belonged to... Tom Prescott that now belongs to his son and they keep talking about he mentioned the sheriff is it the sands of time the comic sands of time could be yeah um yeah still sticking with my theory mm-hmm. no but like what what is happening right now because I just don't, I'm not sure what's happening right at this very moment uh, they're talking to a crazy old man the crazy old man thinks uh, Kimber is related to him. He thinks, oh, he thinks uh, Kimber is related to uh, Ida Ida McCaskey, but or at least he he thought he said he he called her Ida at one point. So I think he's he's it definitely shows that he's confused and in his kind of befuddled state, he's letting some things slip as if they know what's going on, but they don't know everything. But they're so they're picking up some of the details. And so it has something to do with some sort of powder. Yeah. 
Now, keep in yeah, mind, but, uh, before this, they talked about how there was a when the when the McCaskey brothers disappeared in the or was it the Prescotts? No, it was the McCaskies. They disappeared into the mine. They were killed in the mine, and then they they closed the mine after a while. After they died in there, they closed the mine and they blasted it. They blasted into the water table, and the water table got corrupted. Hmm. Is that the powder they're talking about? I'm, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> powder doesn't know what it's doing. Powder's just wet. And what are you talking about, boy? He growled. And the treehouse, the triple tree. What is it? What is it for? Uh, sorry, I changed tabs and came back and it had scrolled up a bunch. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, look um, for triple tree. Uh, got it. Triple tree? I didn't authorize that. We paid triple the price, but it was only for a short while when things were slow. We certainly never charged triple. That's bad business. I just, I turned myself into a tree. Triple tree. <laughs> where, where is Boar? Has my idiot boy been telling you that? Did he offer you triple for them? He's ruining my town, isn't he? God damn it, Jimmy. You get him in here. Ada, get my boy on the phone. You tell Jimmy I want to talk to him. You tell him that they're still mine. Ada, Ada, get Jimmy on the phone. Kimber jumped up and Kyle pushed her behind him as the old man rose to his feet, tall and imposing. We were backing toward the door when the orderly came in with a disapproving look on his face and shooed us out. Long after we'd made it to the lobby, we could still hear Tom Prescott yelling for his son. The ride home was very quiet, and I spent it trying to fit pieces of the puzzle together. The skin men, the triple tree, the shiny gentleman, the powder. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. That's me, (laughs) dead pilot. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. These things seem to have been pulled blindly from the ether, random and meaningless. That's so, so trust me, Sam knows how you feel. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, but do we really need to keep talking about Twin Peaks? Um, the veil over my eyes was thick and heavy, but I was closer to Baraska than ever before, than I had ever been before. I could feel it all around me coming in the air tonight, but I couldn't see it. I could almost touch it. I remember, I remember, don't worry. I could almost touch it. But I couldn't yet comprehend it. Speaking of Twin Peaks, uh, I had I actually at a con just recently. I met uh, Sherilyn Fenn and uh, Kimmy Robertson, who played nice. Audrey Horn and Lucy Moran, and they were both really cool and nice people and i got to talk to them for a bit and just just want to mention that they're cool people it was a big highlight for me of that particular con unfortunately i I didn't get to meet gordon cole what was that sorry i gordon called you out you you really did uh no that's (laughs) you 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 find someone who's doing something and you like put them on blast in gordon cole's voice (laughs) you gordon called them out gordon called them out Oh, I was just going to say I'd I'd horn Audrey. I mean, which means that I would phone her on Tinder and tell her to suck my dick. (laughs) Is it it my turn? I think it is. Um, I suddenly realized a cow was pulling over off the road and I snapped out of my contemplation. He put the car in park and turned around to look at me in the back seat. Is this really about Whitney, Sam? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kimber watched us with worried eyes. Why do you think that? 
the cops. I mean, even your father confirmed that Whitney, Whitney ran away. I don't believe... Oh, sorry. Eyes. Uh, I don't believe them. Oh, wait, no, I'm doing it wrong. I don't believe them, I said through clenched teeth. Look, Sam, we're getting pretty deep in here, and I am with you every step, but I need... I have to know that there's a reason we're doing this, and I would actually like to know that, too, just as a person. And pulling Kimber in, too, I have to know that this is important to you for the right reasons, and not just in obsession. Calvin Klein. (laughs) I looked out the window and realized he'd pulled over near the West Rim Prescott or Trailhead. Oh man, can we get you to say all of that again? Because that's a mouthful. I looked out the window and realized he'd pulled over near the West Rim Prescott or Trailhead. And then I looked looked to my right and saw the Hollywood sign. Yes. That is like such a ridiculous mouthful. West Rim Prescott or or trailhead. Yeah, you know what's interesting was it's the head. It's the head part that makes it complicated. Before we were when we were reading this, we we're like, oh, that's a really cool detail. That's, the West Rim at Prescott. That's what the trail. lesbian said in her first heteronormative experience. Woo boy! I walked into that one. That was great. As a lesbian, he was he was right to worry, and even more so to be protective of Kimber. Kyle was thinking it, and so was I. The powder. If Baraska really did involve moving mass amounts of drugs, uh, did I want to involve my friends any further? This wasn't their fight. I love these people. Could I really risk their safety for my own curiosities and vendettas? But as hard as I wished I could let them go, as hard as I wished I could let them go, I knew I needed them. I have to know what really happened to Whitney, I whispered. Kyle turned back around without a word, and Kimber placed her hand on mine. I jerked my hand away and crossed my arms, and then immediately apologized. Kimber just smiled in a forgiving sort of way. Kyle sighed. Sam! (laughs) I do like the personal interactions here. Yeah, me too. Mr. Frodo! Mr. Frodo! (laughs) I was gonna do that! Oh, shit. Nice one. (laughs) He was interrupted by the piercing ring of Kimber's phone. She scrambled to her cell to silence it, but when she saw the name on the screen, she quickly answered. Dad? Dad? Several dots. (laughs) Wait. Uh, what? Wait. What? What do you mean? Thread. Dad? Ellipses. No, wait. Slow down. Hello? She took the phone away from her ear. Something's happened to my mom and she's at the hospital. Tears filled Kimber's soft green eyes. Kyle threw the car in gear and screeched off the parking lot. We made the ten-mile trip to the hospital in as many minutes, which was criminally fast on surface streets. Kyle stopped the car at the emergency entrance and Kimber and I ran inside. A deputy was uh, there waiting. He refused to answer Kimber's desperate questions as he led us... To her father. When the deputy swung open the door, I saw my dad standing next to Kimber, and I braced myself for the worst. Kimber's dad took her in one direction, and my dad took me in the other. Before he said a word, I saw Kimber crumble to the floor on the other side of the room. I looked at my dad helplessly, and he gave me a sympathetic nod and pulled me into a hug. We sat down in a corner, and I stared at my hands as he quietly explained that Mrs. Destero, uh, Mrs. Destro, 
had gone grocery shopping at around one o'clock, came home, put the groceries away, made two lasagnas and a meatloaf, and put them in the freezer. Then she got in her car, drove to the hospital, parked in the shade, took the stairs up seven floors to the roof, and jumped off of it. She lived long enough to apologize to the EMT who found her. Ooh. I watched Kimber fall apart as her mother's body slowly grew cold in the morgue one floor beneath us. Ooh, boy. Well, well. The plot thickens. Also, how do you make two lasagnas that quickly? That's a lot of lasagna. Maybe she just really hates Mondays. A lot of lasagna. <laughs> a lot of lasagna, this lady. Cadus, uh, two years ago. A lot, uh, of las- a lot of lasagna sounds like the love interest in a really racist movie. <laughs> like like a, an Italian love interest. Oh. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And then I was like, oh, I guess you can be racist against Italians if you really try. Um, I hate Italian. I also don't care for their food. Um, I'm So Cadis, uh, two years ago, said, I'm getting a real Twin Peaks vibe from this, which is great. I normally don't like serial stories on No Sleep, but this is an exception. Um, I see why they're saying that, uh, well, because this is interpersonal drama and a small town that has dark secrets um let's it doesn't have, it doesn't hope have, that th- no one talks back in, backwards in a room with red curtains though yeah thank god um this is <laughs> this feels like it's all going to a direction though no this is that's the thing unlike twin peaks and i fully admit despite enjoying it that twin peaks is is fairly directionless um and is just kind of like hey let's just throw a thing in here now because that's David Lynch for you. Um, no, there is some. There is a deliberate intent for where this is going. That's not all David Lynch. He, again, I just have a lot of problems with Twin Peaks, not necessarily David Lynch as an artist as a whole. No, I mean, in, in the case of Twin Peaks, though. David very, Lynch very much. Twin Peaks. Yeah. If yeah. anything, if anything, um, like I feel like Mark Frost is trying a lot harder to keep things kind of on a, well, here's a story, and, Twin, and David Lynch in this one is like, no, nah, I just want this thing in there. Put that thing in there. You're doing it. You're doing it wrong. Can you? Oh, hold on. No. Hey, Mark. Mark. Uh, David, why are you doing the the Gordon Cole voice? I'm practicing. I'm getting into the part. Now, listen. I have this great idea for a scene. We're gonna work it into the story, and it'll be flawless. No one will suspect a thing. Uh, okay, I'm I'm listening. What, what what do you have in mind? All right. Well, I I see a snowfield, and on the snowfield is a single tree. And into the frame comes a dog, and the dog walks up to the tree, and he piddles on it. Mm. Okay, what is what, what is does this mean? mean? We'll work that out later. I just think it's a powerful image. Also, I stole that from a Monty Python bit, where there was a guy doing a similar voice, Graham Chapman doing a kind of like Hollywood producer, <laughs> but it sounded enough like Gordon Cole that I had to roll that in there. Yes. All right. Uh, how, how do we feel about this part? We. we... Are finishing this episode a little earlier than we normally do. That's true. We're I think that we should. Tree. Yeah, I think we should like take this time to really kind of unpack what's going on here. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's important. I mean, we've been cracking a lot of jokes, but first, first and foremost, are we still enjoying the story? Because I, I'm still enjoying the story. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. Um, um I, there's something that we haven't really touched on much, which is that the story is. Uh, 
kind of tackling it's it's from a specific character's perspective but it almost feels like it's third person yeah because if that makes any sense yeah no i get that um because um sam is sam our narrator is filling us in on quite a fair amount of things and sort yeah. of gauging how the other characters are feeling which is a very sort of third person thing to do yeah and so i uh that that to me doesn't feel like a realist horror thing, but I don't think that the story is striving for that. I think that the story is striving for small town drama, and is that's its ultimate goal, and it's really worked towards that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's working for me. Uh, there's this comment here from uh, talking in bed. I'm getting a real Silent Hill vibe, old city with dark history, mines, missing persons. Relatives trying to figure out what happened. I love it. That that also all makes perfect sense. I think the um, the Silent Hill analogy almost makes more sense because to me the mystery is what's interesting, and then the character interactions, the play by play, is just um, getting us from one place to the other for the mystery. Yeah, everything's a part of a, purpose. A, a part a part of what I meant to say when I laid out my theory um, last episode. Okay. I don't think I don't think anything supernatural is going on here. No, neither do I. No. And I'll tell you what the first the first time it... the first time I read the story, I uh, I kind of uh, I kind of said thought the same thing. Just yeah. to, to clarify, I was like, nothing supernatural is going on. There's something something sinister is happening, and it's being misconstrued as supernatural by kids. Whatever the skinned men turn out to be, I don't think they're like cryptids or monsters or whatever. Yeah, I I don't think this story is going to take that turn. Would it Would it be disappointing if it turned out to be supernatural? It Absolutely. kind. I don't. I don't know. To me, it's like uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane starts out as something and then it ends up something else. And to me, it's perfectly fine because it was nothing later on in the movie invalidated something early on in the movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that what's happening here is it starts out, they're talking about the skin mend and that could be something real, uh, and, uh, misconstrued, or it could be something supernatural. And slowly what is happening is the story is closing in and narrowing its options of interpretation, which is something that I like. You start out with endless possibilities and then narrow in as the mysteries become unearthed and solved and, coalesce into the ending of the story mm-hmm. and i hope that that pattern continues as gradually as it is happening well we still have two more parts we're halfway mm-hmm. through the story now um and uh, uh there's also apparently a part five now uh we've been i have been informed to ignore part five. <laughs> oh, mm, really but we might we might have to look at that either at a later date or what but i think we should cover the story as it was initially intended you know is part five uh, by Walker? I don't know. I actually, this is the first I'm hearing about a part five. But I, or no, no, that's not true because I was just I was informed there was a part five, but I didn't think much of it. I don't actually know if it's by C.K. Walker. All right. Well, I'm okay. I'm happy with what's happening. Me, me too. Um, I it's I I think the Silent Hill analogy is pretty apt, especially because spoilers: the cult of Valtiel does show up a little later. So mm. that being said, um. Let's 
get some of our uh, let's get some of our plugs out of the way. Um, I probably going to be making a formal announcement about this around the time this goes out, but just sort of friendly reminder. Hey, uh, due to uh, extensive water damage in my apartment, uh, Kayla and I are relocating for a couple months, and we're going to be moving back in later, but it is going to put a big kibosh on uh, Midnight Marinara for a little bit, unfortunately. Um, so, I mean, it's been kind of left in my hands to get a lot of it done. Uh, I apologize for that, for those of you who do listen to Midnight Marinara, um, and I appreciate that you listen to Midnight, Midnight Marinara. Uh, it's just one of those things that's outside of my control, and unfortunately, the space we are moving into is going to be Reverb City. Uh, <laughs> hardwood floors... Um, mostly barren walls. We're not taking a bunch of our stuff with us. We can thankfully just move a bunch of it downstairs for the time that the repairs are being done. And uh, the repairs are being handled by the owner of the building. But uh, And nothing's on us for any of that because it was a freak accident uh, due to weather. But um, I'm just, just letting you all know. This will not impede undercooked analysis, though. Uh, undercooked analysis will stay on schedule. That's not really a plug so much as a uh, an, an apology and sort of a letting people know what's up with me and Kayla. Okay. Okay. That shit, that shit happens. It does. I mean, you guys both got grotesquely sick, so, I mean, I didn't, yeah. no one's going to blame you for that either, so. No, I'm going to blame the children for that. Yeah, blame the children. Yeah, if, you could all, <laughs> if we could all collectively blame the children. Let's just blame the children. Uh, Alan. <laughs> instead, instead of... Think of the children. It's like blame blame them. It's their fault. It is their fault. It's their fault. Fuck them. They need to learn to wash their hands constantly. You know, yeah, just wash your hands. God damn. You should always they should all have portable sinks and their hands should always be at all times under motion sensitive running water. That they just follow that it's advanced computer technology tracks the kids' hands and constantly sprays the kids' hands with sanitized running water. Um, I'm going to do my Alan Recommends, and today Alan Recommends what is uh, becoming one of his favorite YouTube channels, uh, Internet Comment Etiquette. Oh, that's a good channel. I like I like Internet yeah. Comment Etiquette. Uh, Kayla introduced me to that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, definitely check it out, everybody. It's, uh, if, if anyone remembers those old viral videos of the guy trying to do stuff while on Salvia... Uh, it's hosted by that guy, oh. um, Salvia Eric, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, he 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 teaches you he teaches you the proper way to leave comments on the internet. You know, yeah, it's, uh, it's important. Yeah, it's good it's advice. Important, it's, it's important thing. It's an important thing to learn. Vital information for your everyday life with Danny Tamborelli. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any rec- any recommendations and or plugs you want to give, Brandon? Uh, play Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah. I w- I'm wondering if uh, Graham Graham has any plugs she wants to give. No, wait. Graham Graham, don't eat a Carolina Reaper. That's the hottest pepper in the world. Oh, oh no, no. You're going to feel that. Ooh. Oh. You know did, what? How, how, come no one's ever, all... how come no one's ever invited Graham Graham onto Hot Pepper Gaming? I don't know. Did Is we it... already do that one? No, I don't think we did. She ate some really spicy chicken wings. Oh, okay, okay. But she's not eaten the pepper before. I'm pretty sure. Okay, we don't. We don't have. We don't have any milk. Uh, that's a real problem. That is not going to be. That is. Uh, I hope. I hope Graham Graham. I hope you have a bathroom ready for Graham Graham later. 
No, no, I don't have a bathroom, Dave. <laughs> no, Reddit. God damn it. <laughs> Man, I was all prepared to talk about... Uh, pre- Why do I pre- get her name wrong all the time? Because it's because it should be Bridget, but it's not Bridget. Bridget is the original quintessential trap. Right. Fair enough. Every, every, everyone's gay for Bridget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. No. Hey guys, uh, you know what other show totally could have been a Candle Cove? What's that? What's that? Uh, I feel like there was this show on like I feel like there was this show on Fox Family or something. Uh. These three girls who were spies. Oh, shit! Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh, and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Ha, 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 ha.